0: Let me paint you a picture of a generic porn scene. Don't worry, no spoilers. A man and woman are about to have sex. The woman seems kind of unsure at first. I mean, she doesn't say no. She just doesn't really say anything. She half-heartedly tries to push him away, and this seems to really get the guy going, so... Maybe that's just her way of flirting? Anyway, they start having sex, and the woman starts making faces and sounds, which you're not really totally sure, but you think that they probably mean that she's really enjoying it. Cool. But was this all consensual? The word consent gets thrown around a lot. You've probably seen it on posters or heard it used in slogans. Consent is sexy, right? But what does it look like in real life? Like most things, it can get a little bit more complicated in practice. How do I ask for consent? How do I know I have it? Unfortunately, porn doesn't give us a very reliable script to talk about consent. Often, it leaves it out altogether. I'm Astrid, and today on Porn Lit, we're talking safe sex. We're going to look at everything that porn gets wrong about consent, what porn tells us about violence and sex, and how to prepare for safe, positive sexual experiences. Content warning! This episode will make mention of sexual violence, but we'll not discuss the topic at length or in detail. Porn Lit with Astrid, a limited podcast series designed to develop the media literacy skills we need to become critical consumers of sexually explicit media, aka pornography, aka porn. As a reminder, on this pod, my goal is to make space for informed conversations about pornography. I'm not pro or anti porn, just pro media literacy which means offering information to help you make decisions about what porn means for you. I'm an undergraduate student at Mount Allison University, where I've spent the summer researching porn, sexual and dating violence, and sex education in Canada. I have a ton of extra resources linked in the show notes as well. Everything from extra general sex ed information to supports for survivors and sexual health resources. So what is consent? Well, consent means giving and receiving permission for something to happen. When you have consent, that basically just means that everyone involved wants to do something. Consent is about saying yes. When it comes to sex, there is enthusiastic yes and everything else. The Canadian Criminal Code defines sexual consent as the voluntary agreement to engage in the sexual activity in question. That seems pretty self-explanatory. You can't do something sexual with someone if they say they don't want to. That's accurate, but there's more to the story than that. Let's break it down. There are five basic things we need to understand about consent. It's freely given, ongoing, informed, specific, and enthusiastic. If you can't freely give consent, meaning if you feel coerced, pressured, manipulated, or if you're under the influence of drugs or alcohol, it's not consent. So agreeing to something only after five minutes of, come on, it's not that big a deal, Or, if you actually liked me, you would do this. Or, everyone else is doing it, what's your problem? Is not freely given consent. You also definitely cannot give consent if you're sleeping or unconscious. It's also important to ask before you start doing the thing you want to do. For instance, there's a difference between, Hey, Katie, can I braid your hair for you? Not, Hey Katie, you're okay with the fact that I'm braiding your hair, right? If you ask once you've already started, the other person might not feel comfortable saying no, and that's not freely given consent. Consent is also ongoing. This means that you can change your mind at any time for any reason. Even if you've done it before, even if you're already doing it. Never during any sexual interaction do you ever lose the right to say no. You also can't give consent ahead of time. So just because someone says they want to do something doesn't mean they have to. Consent has to be informed. This means you can only give consent to something if you have the full story. Like, you can't convince your friend to go to the movies with you by saying you'll go see Top Gun when you secretly actually bought tickets for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. For instance, if someone tells you they will wear a condom and then they don't, you didn't consent to that. In fact, the Supreme Court of Canada just ruled that if someone doesn't wear a condom after their partner asks them to, they could be guilty of sexual assault. Consent is also specific. Saying yes to one thing, like making out or going into a room alone with someone or sending a naked picture, does not mean that you've said yes to anything else, like having sex. And my favorite one, consent is enthusiastic. This means not doing something just because you feel like you have to, or you're expected to, or you're just okay with it. When it comes to sex, you should only do the stuff you really want to do. If you've watched it before, think about how consent is portrayed in porn. Is consent always, or ever, communicated by using words? Are there other ways to show consent? Have you ever seen someone say no to something in porn? What was the reaction? Unfortunately, porn does not do a very good job of showing conversations about consent, establishing boundaries, and refusing. A 2015 study of porn videos found that nonverbal consent cues were much more frequent than verbal ones. So instead of someone actively saying yes, it's more common for porn videos to show someone's consent by not resisting. Does not resisting qualify for enthusiastic consent? Nope. Have you ever seen someone say no or just seem uncomfortable in porn and then the other person keeps going anyway and the person who said no ends up liking it and probably are shown having an orgasm later in the scene? Does this mean that when people say no to something, they mean yes and they want you to take the hint? Or maybe they just need to be convinced that they want it, shown how good it would make them feel, and then they'll forget that they said no in the first place. Absolutely not. This might be a fantasy for some folks that's depicted fairly commonly in porn, but it's never okay in real life. This theme is sometimes referred to as favorable rape depiction. This is when someone says no, the thing they said no to happens anyway, and then they are shown enjoying it. What's going on there? To make sense of the scene, we have to accept a pretty common rape myth, that rape or sexual assault can actually be enjoyable. Now, a rape myth is a false belief about sexual violence that tends to paint victims in a negative light or downplay their experiences while sympathizing with perpetrators. Rape myths are really harmful and tend to be really good at shifting public perception and blame towards victims rather than perpetrators. Other common rape myths include it's not sexual violence unless there was some kind of physical violence or resistance. Myth. Prior consensual sex implies future consent. Myth. We know that consent is ongoing. Rape only occurs between strangers. Myth. Most sexual violence occurs between people who already know each other or people can deserve or enjoy sexual violence. Definitely myth. There is no such thing as asking for it. Try to be on the lookout for these myths in any media you're watching. When someone says no, or seems like they're not enjoying something and it keeps happening to them, how does that make you feel? Think about what it means to imply that someone likes to have their boundaries violated. This might give you a better sense of why consent is so important in sex. Everyone needs to be on the same page all the time. So how do we know if we really have enthusiastic consent? How do we create a space where others feel totally comfortable to give or withdraw consent? I think because it's so rarely talked about in porn, there's this idea that asking for consent and communicating in general when you're having sex can ruin the mood. But we don't need to give porn the power to be the be-all, end-all, absolute encyclopedia of what is and isn't sexy. In real life, sex is more complicated. In porn, the actors and director plan and discuss everything they do in advance. It's not spontaneous. We just don't see that side of it. Checking for consent might feel awkward, but you can make it add to the mood. Here are a couple phrases you can try out. You're so hot. Can I kiss you? Should I get a condom? I saw this somewhere. Would you want to try it? What are you into? My leg is cramping. Can we move on to this position next? Sex and everything that has to do with it can be overwhelming. So remember to check in throughout the experience. Does this feel good? Do you want a break? Now, it's also important to pay attention to body language to sense if someone is uncomfortable. Even if someone said yes, if they're avoiding eye contact, for instance, or just seem super not into it, it's worth pausing. Did that yes come from a place of really wanting to do it or just not feeling comfortable enough to say no? Ideally, you wanna keep an eye on your partner's hopefully enthusiastic behavior as well as getting verbal consent. Remember that saying things like, if you don't do this with me, I'm going to break up with you, is manipulation and doesn't allow the other person to freely give consent. It's never okay to pressure or threaten someone into doing something sexual. If someone is doing this to you, it's a good sign they're not mature enough for sex in the first place. If you ask someone to do something and they say no... Your reaction should never be to try to convince them otherwise. They also may not be comfortable talking about why they don't want to do something, so you can ask if there's something else that they want to do instead. You might feel frustrated or embarrassed if someone says no, but it happens to everyone. Preparing for a no and imagining how to respond nicely is a great thing to practice. Remember that they're probably not trying to hurt your feelings, and ultimately, feeling kind of disappointed is better than making someone do something they're not comfortable with. Remember, consent should be enthusiastic, only doing the things you really want to do. Another thing you may have noticed, if you've seen porn online, is how often there's some kind of violence in the scenes. This might include someone shoving someone into a position, choking them, slapping them anywhere on their body, holding their arms behind their back, or holding their head down. In fact, a 2020 study found that of 4,000 videos randomly generated on Pornhub, 45% depicted physical aggression. Now, in this study, the definition of physical aggression included slapping, gagging, hair pulling, and choking. Other studies demonstrate that when you include shoving, rapid penetration, and multiple penetration in a definition of physical aggression, it comes up in about 88% of videos. And 97% of the time, that violence is directed towards women. So, why are acts of violence so common in mainstream porn? Why is it almost always against the woman? Does that mean that sex is inherently violent or all women like to be treated violently? No. Now, what's important to remember is that people engage in what appear to be aggressive acts during sex for lots of different reasons. And when there is enthusiastic consent of everyone involved, then forms of what might look like violence can be an enjoyable part of a sexual experience. What I want to emphasize is that hurting someone, from mundane to extreme acts, is certainly not a given when having sex. Lots of people don't really want to have sex that hurts. Once again, even if we know that it's just for entertainment, it's hard not to believe that porn shows us what's real or normal for sex. Sometimes, in sexual or intimate relationships, a partner might say yes to something, even if they want to say no, because they might want to impress or they feel uncomfortable saying no. It might be that they don't want to let them down, seem rude, be ridiculed, or seem like a prude. Please imagine that I'm saying this with air quotes. That's why it's so important to reassure our partners, remind them that they don't have to do anything that they're not excited about. If you do watch porn, the next time you see some kind of violence, think about how it makes you feel. Excited? Scared? Uncomfortable? Who inflicted it against who? Did it look like they all enjoyed it? It's good to check in with yourself because if you're watching something that was made for arousal, it can seem like anything you're shown is supposed to be exciting to you. Paying attention to these feelings can help you decide if it's something you want to try if and when you're ready to become sexually active. Remember, just because you see it in porn doesn't mean it needs to be part of your sexual experience. If you do try something you've seen in porn, it's a good idea to debrief afterwards. In porn, they don't show the behind the scenes on set when they're negotiating what they're going to do or the follow-up. Talking about sex with the people you're having sex with shouldn't be uncomfortable. Open, honest communication is essential for sexual safety, but also for making sure sex is comfortable and enjoyable for everyone as it should be. So we covered a lot of ground today. This has been a crash course in understanding consent and investigating violence in porn. Key takeaways from this episode. Enthusiastic, freely given, informed, specific, ongoing consent is absolutely essential and the backbone of sex violence is not a necessary part of sex and if you are going to incorporate it it has to be because everyone wants to next episode we're going to be talking about representation in porn this means analyzing what porn has to say about gender and gender roles, sexuality, race, and body image even. Thanks for tuning in to Porn Lit, and I'll see you on the next one. I'd like to thank Dr. Lisa Don Hamilton and Dr. Robbie Moser for their generous instruction, feedback, and supervision throughout this research project, as well as Matt Tunnicliffe for advising the making of this podcast. Podcast production by Jeremy Dahl at Pale Blue Dot Studios. This project was made possible by an independent student research grant through Mount Allison University.